T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN, the final hour. Good to be with you on this hump day. For me, it's Friday. In uh, 48 minutes, I will be hitting the road to uh, go to Blacksburg, Virginia for the big Virginia Tech West Virginia game tomorrow. I would argue, Josh, it's the better of the Thursday night games tomorrow. Um, I think West Virginia, Virginia Tech will be a better game than Cleveland, Pittsburgh. But uh, that is uh, my opinion. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I uh, didn't forget. It is the five o'clock segment, and if you've been following along all show, we appreciate that. I have been reading a word from the twelve hundred words you should know to sound smart by Robert W. Bly, and this. Segment's word will be, haha. We've already taken something from that page. I don't want to repeat a page. Here we go. The word this segment is, oh my gosh. Come on, I got to find something I can read. Uh, and, and something I didn't know. Like some of these words I know. I know what temper is. You're telling me temper is a word that you need to know to sound smart? Like anger temper or like a different, like a, like tempering steel? Yes, it's the verb, to moderate or lessen the impact of. But that's not the one. We're going to go with team. T-E-E-M, team. It's a verb, to abound or swarm. As we walked into the nightclub, the paparazzi teamed around us like so many manic worker bees. Teamed. T-E-E-M, team. It's a verb. And that's that's this uh, segment's word. You know, I always like to, um, by the way, someone uh, sent a very nice text about all of us here at WBEN. Um, I'm not going to read the whole text, but said, um, I learned so much listening to you guys uh, throughout the day. And I just want to say thank you to that texter. Um, and, and, you know, the texter meant all of us, uh, Brian, Susan, David, Tom, myself, and uh, a thank you to uh, to the texter. And then, of course, I got this text. And you know, you know I had to. I had to read this. Because I love when people are trying to be critical, but they don't understand the term. This person goes, Joe, you try hard, but you are not a first-team talk show host. Stick to being behind the microphone. I will. 
The term being behind the microphone is the person who's on the microphone. The person on air is behind the microphone. I think the texture meant stick to being behind the glass, which is the term for the person behind the scenes. Uh, but I thought I would share that with you. Joe, you try hard. You're not a first-team talk show host. Oh, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. As I responded, luckily, you're not my boss. We are talking about, <laughs> uh, we are talking about the imminent domain with an E uh, that was enacted in the city of Buffalo today uh, for two properties in the Cobblestone District that have fallen to disrepair. I mean, if you look at these buildings, um, you know, if you wait much longer, they might fall on themselves, uh, and they've already started to crumble. Uh, and here's my rule. Historic or not, if there are a pile of bricks at the foundation of your building, and they have fallen into a pile, it is time to tear down that building. That's that, I think that's a fair rule. But what do you think, 8030930, the 90 days that the owner gets, the city has to wait 90 days just to get a public hearing. And do you agree or disagree with me? You know, historic or not, if a building has gotten to the point like this where there are piles of bricks all around it, it's time to it's time to tear it down. You know, there are so many old buildings and I don't mean, you know, there are a lot of beautiful old buildings. Look at Shays, a beautiful old building. Right? There are a lot of beautiful old homes in Buffalo. Beautiful. You would never think of tearing them down. But then there are old buildings, buildings that haven't been used for 15 years, that are, are, start, are not only an eyesore, they're becoming a danger. And you know, should the city start acting like they are with this property more often? You know, that they're, they're, they're uh, enacting imminent domain on this, but they let the great northern grain elevator sit there. I mean, let's be honest, it wasn't used for over 40 years. And we saw in that windstorm, it was crumbling. 803-0930, star 930. Let's go to James in Tonawanda. I've forgotten how to use this phone. James, good afternoon. Hey, how you doing, uh, Joe? Uh, this is James here in Tonawanda. I just wanted to put my two cents in. Uh, from the guy that uh, called uh, you earlier, Chris, now uh, I have a comment uh, to, uh, you know, actually a rebuttal to, uh, you know, his uh, comment uh, pertaining to uh, the old buildings in Tim Tillman. Uh, you know, first of all, now, for one thing, Tim Tillman, the reason why he's not saying anything about those two buildings that are crumbling is because he's hurt because of what's going on with the Great Northern. He feels that the city and the Brown administration, you know, treated them like crap. And in a way, I actually uh, agree with him. You know, that's all politicians do. You know, I mean, they, it seems like they want to keep Buffalo drunk. You know, because they put up all these different bars and so forth. Not saying that it's anything wrong with bars and clubs and stuff, but hey, there's some goodness, you know, in other buildings and stuff that uh, need uh, tender loving care too. Plus, there's a lot of pocketing of the money. James, do do you think you know? Obviously, once that windstorm came through and blew the hole in the side of that building, uh, do you think that some of the preservationists could have been, uh, you know, talking about the Great Northern a few years before this happened? Um, you know, by the time they got 
vocal about it, it, it had fallen into disrepair, and you know most people saw an eyesore with a, a hole in the side of it. Well, that is true, but now see, I'm going to tell you that building was uh, built sturdy, even though with the bricks breaking out of it back in 1911, a uh, situation that happened like that, and uh, it was repaired. And look at how many years it stood. Okay, now that just was, how can I say, uh, it just was a, a reopening of bricks that um, uh, were put back, you know, actually for as in a repair process. Um, there is history uh, that's in that building, and I mean, I'm very hurt, okay? Uh, the judge should be ashamed of himself, too. Now, I don't know if this will be uh, adequate for me to say this, but uh, from my standpoint, and what I think happened in court and so forth, is that judge, well, I ain't going to even say his name, but uh, that, that judge was paid off. There, there, there was some money, some dirty money made. But James, okay? James, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the obvious question. I'm sure you've been asked before. What could have been done with it? I mean, for 40 years it sat empty. What would you have liked to seen done with that building if it had been saved from demolition? Okay, well, just like okay, uh, how they showed okay how Tim Tillman had showed the uh, the rendering. It would have been nice, you know, to had uh, been renovated, you know, reinforced. To make sure that you know uh, nothing else would break, you know, during a high windstorm. And plus, the city of Buffalo, all of the politicians, even back then, even before the Brown administration, okay, knew, you know, uh, the risks of, uh, you know, a building of that size and a building of, uh, how can I say, that 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 grandeur. Okay, now they knew about this, but evidently, it's like they just had other things that they wanted to think about. And not, you know, um, how can I say, um, I'm, I'm not going to be too long, but however it may go, they could have put a little bit more effort into it, okay? Hey, James, I, I, I appreciate the call. I appreciate that point of view. And I, I want to say this, uh, you know, I, I think, hey, Tim Thielman, he knows a lot more about the history in Western New York than I do. And, and I have a great deal of respect for Tim Thielman. I, I don't want anything that I say um, to be to to be taken as any offense to Tim Tillman, I, I have a lot of respect for what he does. His knowledge of you know any building in Western New York, it seems Tim has a great knowledge of it, and I respect that. I, I do disagree with his stance on the Great Northern um, because you know again it sat empty for forty years. These buildings in the Cobblestone District have been empty for decades. You know, and I just feel. You can say what you want about how structurally sound it is, all this and that. Most people like me see a building that a windstorm created a massive hole inside of. That's what people see. I'm sorry. And most people in Western New York had no idea what the Great Northern Grain Elevator was until the storm. You know, so again, I don't want to mean any uh, offense because I, I do have a lot of respect for Tim Tillman and I enjoy talking to Tim Tillman. He, he's, he's got great knowledge of the history of Buffalo and I'm fascinated by that. On this particular debate, though, we disagree. 803-0930, star 930 is the number to get on talking about em- eminent domain with an E and um, your thoughts on just what to do with some of these old buildings that have become eyesores and and, you know it can be historic and still be an eyesore when you when you have piles of bricks surrounding it is beamer in for bowerly here on news radio 930 wben and let's go 
to Jay in Boston. Jay, thanks for hanging on. Joseph, thank you. Great show. I appreciate it. So uh, eminent domain proceedings here are, are actually being utilized wrong. They're not. They're not. You. They're not utilizing that the way they should. The eminent domain proceedings are supposed to be doing something for the public's good, like when they have uh, to build a throughway and they have to take people's houses or build a new stadium, for instance. That's that's the use of it. So this is kind of a crooked use of, of the eminent domain proceeding. But what people have to realize is it, the eventual end result of the eminent domain proceeding is that the city takes ownership of the properties. They have to pay the property owner for the property. The courts will decide how much that property is worth. And quite honestly, the buildings are worth nothing down there, but that piece of land sure is worth a lot. So the city's going to pay for all of that, and then the city's going to pay to either fix them or tear them down and then try to become a realtor and market them or sell them. And, and that's ridiculous when the proper proceeding the city should be doing right now is condemning them. And you condemn them. And if the owners don't act within a reasonable amount of time, then the city gets to tear them down and send a bill to the owners. That's the way it should be. Not, so, not putting this on the taxpayers' back. So the way they're do- going about it now, the owner would not be responsible for tearing the bo- buildings down. It will be all on the taxpayers. Eminent domain, the city will take possession of the mm. land and the buildings. Correct. Now, when you and, say and that... When you say they would have to pay the owner, would that be deducting the fines that they would have been trying to collect from the owner? They, they would probably do it that way, yeah. But ultimately, in eminent domain, um, they have to pay fair market value to mm-hmm. the person who owns the property they are taking. Actually, the city, through that proceeding, is taking their property. And you can't do that in the good old United States without giving them what it's worth. And the courts would deci- the courts would decide that the courts would say, you know, both sides would come back and forth trying to figure out what it's worth, and but again, the, the buildings themselves probably not worth a whole lot down there, and I've driven by, I've seen them, but that property, that parcel, that land is worth an awful lot. Wow, uh, Jay, I really, really appreciate the insight. Thank you, Jay in Boston. Uh, interesting, very interesting. I, I did not realize that. If, if in the 90 days they don't hear from the owner, they still have to pay the owner for that land. That is, um, that is an interesting insight and kind of changes kind of changes uh, everyone kind of changes your thought on it, right? Like oh now they have to pay the, the owner who hasn't done anything in over a decade. Um, interesting. interesting to see how this will play out. And like I said, we are trying to have a council member on this topic Sunday on Hardline. Yes, I am promoting Hardline on a Wednesday because I will not be here until Hardline on Sunday. So hopefully we will do more. And now Jay has given me another perfect question uh, to ask on Sunday. So Jay, I appreciate that. 803-0930, star 930. We have one segment left. I would love to hear from you, your voice, or on the text board. Just make sure you text safely. We'll be back after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
final segment. Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Wednesday, hump day for many of you, Friday for me. Uh, excited to get on the road in just about 20 minutes, heading down for the Thursday night game. I say it's the better of the Thursday night games, but you know, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I will tell you if I was right on Friday. <laughs> um, it is the final segment, which means the final time we will look into Robert Bly's book, The 1200 Words You Should Know to Sound Smart. For all of you that have been following throughout the show, I hope you've been enjoying it. I hope you learned something. Uh, this segment's word, you know, maybe we'll bring this back on Monday. I think we should bring this book back on Monday, Josh. You think so? Yeah. We should bring this back on. Uh, you think we can get through all twelve hundred words? I don't know about that because we haven't been keep. There is a texter that's been keeping uh, keeping uh, count. So maybe I should take a picture of that text and then yeah, maybe we. I don't think we'll get. I mean, I'm only here through Wednesday. Bowerly's back on Thursday. I'm not sure I'll get through all twelve hundred words if we just do one a segment. And I'll tell you, if we keep on reading this book, we're we're going to lose some listeners. Some, but we are going to gain some brain cells. You you know does uh <laughs> does Nielsen look at that? <laughs> <laughs> so, for the final word uh, for today, in the uh, 1,200 words you should know to sound smart, how about, um, oh man, malleable, malleable, M-A-L-L-E-A-B-L-E, it's an adjective, easily molded into different shapes, Easily influenced to change one's opinion or actions. Malleable will be uh, the final word today. I'll tell you, this is the um, this is the smartest ten bucks I ever spent because I can expand my vocabulary. Uh, definitely need to. And thank you, Texter. We will uh, take note of that right now, actually, and uh, try to continue this next week. All right. So we've talked about traffic today. We've talked about imminent imminent domain with an E. And like I said, we will hopefully continue that conversation on Sunday as part of Hardline. Um, If you have anything you want to add to either of those topics in the final 19 minutes, you... um, you can call in at 803-0930, star 930, or text us at 803-0930. But I, you know, I can't end the show today without talking about this. And just, you know, I know a lot of people that have done what I would call dumb things for attention. Heck, I've done dumb things for attention. We all, at some point in our lives, maybe it was to get the attention of um, you know, someone you are attracted to. Maybe it was just to get the attention of your friends. Like, hey, this guy, oh my gosh, look what he can do. But we've all done stuff that, looking back, was dumb to get attention. Now, there are people who will ride their bikes on the edge of a mountain. Um, I would never do that. Uh, but, you know, and, and it seems now in this social media age that I talk so much about, more and more people are doing dumb things to get attention. You know, dumb equals clicks. And I'm all for, you know, hey, I, I have my complaints with social media, as you've heard numerous times. But, you know, I'm all for it. If you are really good at that, you know, I, I like to think I'm good at talking. I'm not sure I'd be good at TikTok videos and, you know, Instagramming and all that stuff. You know, 
you know, I like to take pictures of uh, of football fields, right? I mean, but you know, if you're good at social media, if you're good at you know having your following, then fine, go at it. I, I think it's I, I think it's great that you have that skill and that you are um, you know profiting off that skill. That's fine. But then there's stupidity, and it's equally stupid for those who will follow something just because they saw it on social media. You know, in 2018, we saw people eating Tide Pods to the point where they had to lock up Tide Pods. Do you remember this? It was a phenomenon. They were locking up. There were stores right here in good old, good old Western New York that was putting Tide Pods behind the counter. So you couldn't either take them off the shelf or buy them unless you were of age to buy Tide Pods. That was a social media thing. And now the FDA has had to come out and warn against NyQuil chicken. Have you seen this? This is the, the, the newest thing on social media. It, it's people marinating their chicken in NyQuil. Now, did we really need the FDA? I mean, are there really people that look at this and go, well, that's a great idea. I'm going to go get a bottle of NyQuil now and, and marinate my chicken in it. Of course, this is dangerous, deadly, could end up in the hospital, overdose, overdosing on a, on a drug like NyQuil. NyQuil, that's a, that's a strong one. That knocks you right out. And there are people now on social media cooking their chicken in NyQuil for clicks. I'll tell you this, and I know a lot of people aren't going to want to hear this, and maybe I shouldn't. And, uh, and number one, I mean, does that even sound appetizing? Chicken marinated in NyQuil. Uh, let's let's just forget how dangerous it is for a second. Does that even sound appetizing? I mean, come on. The only reason someone would do this is so they can make a video and put it on TikTok. It's it's just. But I'm going to say something, and I know people are going to get upset, but, you know, this is a, a time where I can express my opinion. And, you know, social media already had its influence, right? People were already TikToking and all that before the pandemic. But we locked ourselves in with us in our computers, and people have gotten so glued, even more so, to social media and an example is the NyQuil chicken challenge that the FDA has warned, hey, it's, it's potentially deadly, which, did you need the FDA to tell you that? I mean, really? Did you, did you need someone to tell you that that could be very dangerous? But we're seeing this all over the place on social media. Uh, people are locked in, you know, for, for two years, people are locked in with their internet. And, you know, not only... Stupid things like the Tide Pod Challenge, which was before the pandemic, by the way, and the NyQuil Chicken Challenge. But it's also with, you've got people now that, you know, they are just even more glued to social media than before the pandemic because that was, that's what they did when they were in lockdown. They were on social media nonstop. And now you have people that, that no matter what, no, no matter, they, they believe what they see on social media. They don't question the link, right? If it's someone that they like, uh, 
someone who's, quote, on their side, oh my gosh, no matter what this person posts, no matter what this person tweets, it's true 100% of the time. I'm going to tell you something right now. There is not one Twitter account, there is not one Facebook page that 100% of the time they tweet something or post something, it's true. I'm going to tell you that right now. But since it seems like since the pandemic, we, we, the pandemic has done three things to us. The pandemic uh, really kind of isolated people, right? It, um, it divided us even more than I think we were before. It definitely uh, made us gain a few pounds. And it's gotten some people just so dependent on social media for their news. And I, I just, I think, number one, I do think that's dangerous. And I, I will say this, and I know people are saying, Joe, you're a broken record. You've said this before. Of course, and I'll say it again. You know, I am. I would never, you know, I know my, my political opinion, my political bias. I would never take a story that I only saw on one Twitter page, one Facebook page, as, as fact. I would... I would fact check it. Like I always say, there's no better way to fact check a story than see what Fox News is saying, CNN CNN is saying, and the AP is saying. If those three websites are saying the same thing, then you know it's got to be true. (laughs) Right? That's how I fact check. I go to, to, to websites that might lean to the right, that might lean to the left. I try to find one that I think is more fair and right down the middle. But if I can't, then those are the three websites I go to. And you know what? If they're, if they're all three saying the same thing, there's a pretty good chance that's true. But I, it seems like during the pandemic, people just got so used to, I guess is the word, used to just taking their news from the one Facebook page, you know, and it's always these obscure links like uh, journal dot America dot 24 hour news. You know, it's it's always some obscure page and we just got to be smart. You know, the, the political divide I've talked about a million times. It's not necessary. There's no need to be this this divided politically. And we really could just, I don't know, agree that there are just some crap websites out there that post fake stories to get people, I don't know, to, to divide people more, I'd say. But it seems like since the pandemic, you know, the NyQuil chicken challenge and people actually doing that to the point where a warning needs to be made, it's just an example of, I think that's more of an example of people doing dumb things to get attention but I also think there's, there, there's something in there of people being just on social media nonstop for, you know, a year in 2020. And now that's where their news comes from. It, it's from this one obscure page with a thousand followers <laughs> that, you know, that, that puts out these stories that, yeah, okay, if you are, you know, extreme in your political beliefs and you believe and you, you perceive this person to be on, quote, your side. You'll just believe anything they post. And I don't care if the page is some, you know, someone with a thousand followers or CNN or Fox News or News Nation. In this time of divisive politics 
and leaning news sources that lean to a bias or the other, you got to check sources and you got to check it through three or four different websites. And, you know, if it's an obscure page that sounds fake, there's a good chance it's fake. You know what I mean? That's that's what I got to say. I want to thank everyone for the calls, the text, all the social media interaction today. As I always say, and I don't just say this for you to like me, uh, it's true. Uh, you know, I mean, to be fair, I've only been on WBEN. But I do believe that the WBEN audience is the greatest radio audience in the United States of America. And I thank you all for listening. Uh, if it was for all four hours, even if it was for 10 minutes, I appreciate you listening today. It means a lot to me. And I look forward to talking to you again Sunday on Hardline. Tomorrow and Friday, Ryan Recker will be here filling in for Tom Bowerly. I'll be back Sunday for Hardline and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday filling in for Tom Bowerly. Have yourselves a great evening. Stay tuned. Odyssey's annual I'm Listening special starts at 6 o'clock right here on News Radio 930 WBEN. I'll talk to you Sunday. Go Hokies. Go Bills. We'll see you then. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.